Welcome to Off the Cuff with Des and Zane. I am Zane Thomas. And I am Carissa Des. And this is our special guest over here, Johnny Cool, also a.k.a. Jupiter Black. Jupiter Black. Peace, y'all. Hey, thank you yeah. for being the second coolest hair on this podcast. I appreciate you. <laughs> hey, uh, you have the perfect outfit. So. <laughs> so I'm first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I was obviously third in this this chain of events. Um, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. We talked to you a little bit at the Star Awards, and uh, we're glad to have you back on. Yeah, thank you. It was cool to talk to y'all and meet y'all in person. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been following you on Instagram for a while because I just, like, your, your music is cool. You have a really cool vibe, and your style is amazing. Amazing. Um, other other than a musician, do you also are you also like a model, or is that um, just something that you kind of do for fun, or do you just look good in all clothes? Yeah. You know what that that <laughs> happens inadvertently. I think it's like one of those like chain of reaction kind of things. Because like one person would take a picture of me, and they go, "Hey, I see that you model. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take some pictures?" And a lot of times I want to say no, but then <laughs> I'm just like, I, I do need I guess pictures. And yeah. my mom said I was handsome, so hey. yeah. <laughs> my mom said I was funny, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super dope. Um, so like as as far as um, you know, what you do for the people who are just now getting introduced to you, uh what what can what can they expect to uh if they tune into some of your music? Well, you can you can expect not to say that you need expectation, but okay. um I just I love I love to make people feel and I, I go for feeling more than thoughts yes. because like I, I love the feeling of nostalgia. I love the energy of different genres and blending them. Mm-hmm. So I I can I can't say I'm a hip hop artist or sure. a blues or a jazz artist. And uh, the most you can do is not even say what kind of artist I am. Yeah. And just be like, hey, man, I wonder what he's going to do next and, and, and who mm-hmm. he's feeding I like that. And, yeah. and, 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 and who's going to eat this kind of music food yeah. because I'm just I'm just cooking and yeah yeah whatever um, you're feeling in that moment yeah yeah, yeah definitely well I, I and, think go ahead and um so so who influenced you um in your music career um I have most when you were first starting I guess when I was first starting very first starting I'm gonna be honest it was uh Q-Tip and Kanye West oh. and um because Q-Tip had my voice like I don't have his voice but like Nate, I'm I'm like a nasally kind of speaker at at sometimes, and mm-hmm. he has he has so much jazz in his music, and I didn't understand jazz at that mm-hmm. time either. Mm-hmm. I just liked it, and mm-hmm. um, I liked Kanye West because he was very confident about all the artists he worked with. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get this, and I got it. Mm-hmm. And following him since his like mixtapes in the high school, um, before he was really famous, was like, oh man, I seen this guy. Uh, just hearing his his low quality mixtapes, and then now he's with Rockefeller, and now he's like doing this. Yeah. And so that was inspiring to see for sure because it made me feel like, oh, I can, I, I'm sure I can do that too. Yeah. And it wasn't so much of all his music, but more of his like uh, his goals and reaching goals. That I saw that was cool. Yeah, right. uh, I think that it's always cool when you can see like an artist start from like a lower spot and move up because it's like it gives you that, you know, because I'm sure that like, you know, you've been somebody who's moved up and progressed and grown as an artist. But I mean, seeing other people close to you being like, oh, man, we were just chilling at this party and now he's on this thing. Like, that's crazy. Like that that could be me. Yeah, that's got to be incredibly inspiring. It's, it's got it, it is. And like the first time I got um, I just remember coming home one time and this is back when you had like answer machines. Mm-hmm. So I had a, um, a message on my phone that it was from my old manager. He's like, you need to have, um, 
music ready because there's a Kanye West project uh, you, you need to be working on and it's, you know, and you need music by Friday. We need Ooh, like at wow. least 14 tracks. So I was like, and you know the artist Rashid Jamal? I, I don't. He's from Portland. He's real yeah. cool. I mean, he's not Sounds from Portland, familiar, but he's real but... cool, man. He's one of my brothers. And he was with me and we was just like, whoa. Like, yeah. Um, what did you do on the track? You um, mixed some well, I just I actually just submitted a bunch of uh, a bunch of beats. Like I was just like I'm, I, I'm thinking like this is Kanye West, so he's he's wanting soul samples. Yeah, and a little bit of everything. So yeah. the first batch of music I sent, and I was with another producer at the time, um, in a duo called uh, Two Kids from Pluto, mm-hmm. and so we we kind of got together and we we're just like let's just I sent 14 tracks and I think he sent about 14, and the first batch he was like I don't like these. Because they're like, <clears throat> they sound too much like my new projects. They sound too much like late registration okay. and graduation. And he's like, I want dusty loops, old soul loops. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, think like, you know, of that, of that, just like, just my first project. You think, think college dropout. And that's where I lived. I'm like, I'm the, I was like loop master. So yeah. uh, even the producer I was working with was like, he's like, that's you, man. Like yeah. you, you get the loops and he'll, he's a great piano player. So he's like, I'll do whatever I can, you know, let's just do it. So yeah. um, we submitted more music and unfortunately we didn't land a placement, but um just to have that opportunity, have, that have opportunity. you been like just, yeah, cr- really you know, cool. like to, to sit and listen to somebody and then have that person like, yo, give me some beats. It's like, what? And and the crazy part, I mean, I even say crazy, but the cool part was that all the music we submitted still floated around uh, that group of people. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. so they actually um, heard it at he, least, he heard which it, is really And his awesome. pals heard it. And so like, yeah. I remember like I sung a song and it was very John Legend-esque mm-hmm. and um John Legend heard it and he liked it and he he's like he flew me and the other the producer out to New York. So we ended up working with him about three weeks in New York with wow. his producers. And that was like my first like I remember telling like my aunts, like, I'm going to New York to work with John Legend. And it was like, yeah, yeah, right. That's, that's not a sentence that everyone gets to yeah, say. That's <laughs> little, little old me and I had I had this old Dell laptop. It was already eight years old. Was it super heavy? It was heavy. Yeah, I had that same one. <laughs> it, needed, it needed a kickstand because I needed to yeah. lean it up against anything to hold it open. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking it to the studio out there in New York and like everybody had MacBooks and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um one guy was like, you made that music on that? <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh man, I felt like Al Bundy. I was like, bro, I was like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, this is all I got, you know, like I'm, like, I'm like, man, you know, but they, when it came down to project time, cause they're just like, we got an order from uh, John and he wants like Lauren Hill drums and he, Stevie Wonder chords and mm-hmm. he wants this stuff. And, he also wants samples. And so I'm like, oh, that's that's me. That's why yeah. I hate like none of y'all in here could do what I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's got to be like a really cool thing is like an artist knowing that like, you know what? Like I may not be able to do what they do. I may not be able to mm-hmm. do what they do, but I can do what I do and nobody can do what I do. And it was my time to actually learn that, like to just be quiet about certain things I don't know how to do and listen and learn. And so I really got so much from these guys and I think they got some from me at least as far as like, hey, he he just was a role player. Mm-hmm. He just came in and gave us the loops that we needed yeah. and, and everybody else did what they had to do to it. Yeah. And I, I just felt good about it. And 
I just remember like days later, still in New York City, um, we haven't heard back because we were supposed to meet with Kanye West's people the whole time. We're just like waiting for that moment. We're like, I guess it's not going to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. and got a phone call from our manager at the time. He's just like, hey, meet me back at the hotel. Grab your iPad your iPods because I was really date this I remember that grab your iPods grab your iPods and meet me at the hotel and lobby and I'll be there and so we get to we, he picks us up and I don't know if you guys know this man named Don C Don C is like a, he's a designer okay but he's I, I always thought he was like an artist like I knew me designing is our art sure but i thought he was a music artist because he's always with kanye west he yeah. dresses really cool yeah mm-hmm. and to me he dressed way better than you know at the time than kanye west i was like maybe what? kanye got his style <clears throat> from him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I always thought like man whenever he drops his album it's gotta be fire because he's just on point mm-hmm. but I, we, we pull up and he's outside and he takes us to the electric lady studio which is jimmy hendrix studio yeah. in New York. and um in there everybody's wearing suits and all this i've never seen a louis vuitton necktie you know these people are just <laughs> wow. dressed i've up. never seen one in person either and yeah. and so i'm there and i'm wearing this old old navy v-neck <laughs> <laughs> feeling like a baller <laughs> just just sitting there just going like okay i guess we're supposed to be playing people's music and mm-hmm. like most def walks in and he's like Whoa. play some beats we're like play some beats and yeah. he's wearing this gigantic bow tie mm-hmm. uh some guy named Tata, which is, I guess, is like Jay-Z's right-hand man. He's there listening to some uh, our beats as well. And Kanye West and Swiss Beats are right next door. And they're working on Runaway, actually. You hear you hear them looping Runaway, wow. the piano, the whole time. And Pusha T's there. And it's, all these people are there. And I'm just like... I'm like, I to, like all these I'm guys to, that you're mentioning. Yeah, I'm yeah. about to blow up into like a billion star molecules mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm just like, I don't even know how to be here right now. Yeah. And I just remember like one lady was just like, hey, you know, you're doing a good, like we really like your beats and um, made you feel like a little bit more comfortable, a little, little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm supposed to be here and Pusha yeah. T actually told me, he goes, if you're here, he goes, this isn't, there's a sp- reason why you're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody can just walk up in Nobody here. stumbled in here. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, um, made it more comfortable. Uh, that guy Tata um, introduced me to Snickerdoodle cookies. I've never had one before. Oh, like, they're pretty good. Oh man, that <laughs> might have been the best part of all of this. And they, and they made them. They made them fresh downstairs. Oh, I'm just like, whoa. Well, and, and later in life, I, I learned like that. Sounds like a good experience. Yeah. Later in life, I learned that big studios make fresh cookies, like Paramount. We need to start <clears> doing <throat> that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's. You just you you order. You hey, uh, can we get some more cookies up here? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Philip, can you bring in some cookies? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that kind of turned me around to just like. Like I didn't meet Kanye West, but just being in that that yeah. moment just turn turn me around and uh, well, I think like even like if you if you take the expectation of meeting Kanye out of it, then like everybody who you did meet was like a really cool experience. Like if you yeah. didn't expect to meet Kanye, all the people you would have met, you would be like, "Yo, I met most of." You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like uh, the the fact that you were able to pull out of that experience, you know, like all these really cool people that like you ended up in the same room with, because it's like like you know yeah. nobody stumbles into that room. Like that was a very specific room. You were there for a reason, and and to be able to play the beats off my old little iPod and mm-hmm. we were telling my manager we're like hey can we play like our newest tracks because they're trying to play this list that was floating around the industry for a while we're like well, we've made so much music since then like yeah. I made music this morning yeah. and I show what I just did and that was when 
I remember uh, that guy Don C was like, wait, push pause. I need to bring somebody in here. And he brings in this guy and I believe he was Pharrell's manager. Wow. He's like, Whoa. he's like, hey, man, check these guys out. This is crazy. You know, he's like, oh, I heard of them already. He goes, that's And so I was just like. Yeah. Going back to going back to Portland was like so different. It didn't it didn't change my ego. Yeah. It just made me go to work like I was like you mm-hmm. know what it'd be cool if nobody knew I was here mm-hmm. and I just like worked yeah and, and and because I got a taste of like what we're supposed to do yeah that was a Friday night in the summertime and they're all in the studio and they weren't like out I'm pretty sure they go out yeah it mm-hmm. was just like it just taught me like work man like nobody's gonna care if you look good um if you rap well you need yeah. to you could be the best rapper and, and rap until you have a rap attack but uh, <laughs> but if you're not making good songs nobody's nobody can take that in that's that's what they're selling mm-hmm. is good songs yeah. so mm-hmm. i want to be a songwriter and not not um a flashy uh like hey that that guy's a producer yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you five. you want you want the recognition because of the things that you've created not because of the thing that you do mm-hmm. yeah definitely and so i just i just knew that i had so much work to do and i i did i got a chance to meet pharrell and he was real kind to talk to me before his performance minutes before he performed wow. and talking like backstage and he's just like i heard your music and like you got some dope stuff. He goes, you know, you're recording your music too high. You need to turn the master down. I'm like, yeah. okay. wow, he's giving you advice. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. amazing. And he's, yeah. he's telling me like, he goes, and I noticed that you don't have any vocals on your music. Like you need to find artists and produce for them. You're a producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes, cause these are just beats and that can be anything. Yeah. You know, like what are you, are you doing movies? What's the scores? context? What's the context? Yeah. The- and uh, Chad, his partner, Chad was like, Bro, you live in Portland. You need to take advantage of the jazz there. Yeah, and I'm just like, you're right. Like, so much, so much notes, and all I had to do was just apply those. And you know, years later, I'm like, I'm still doing it, still working. Yeah. And I yeah. have a lot of artists that I work with, and local artists, and from all around the the world, I guess you would say, from China sure. to here and Japan. And so now I just have so much to show them. If I ever see them again. Yeah, exactly. But even if I don't, I know that they. You ended up in a room that like some people will never see in their life. Yeah, and I feel and I feel like some you know some people would take that experience and be like, "Wow, I made it! I'm I'm done! Like I don't have to do any more work." But I feel like you know for you, you. yeah, you're Mm -hmm. like, "Well, I got here, and I want to keep keep doing what I'm doing." So you kept working, which is really cool. Yeah, and I would love to hear some of your music. Um, Do you have a song for us? Yeah. I actually have this song called Warp Speed that I just released in uh, July. Okay. And it's my latest song, and um, it's just, it has a nostalgia of the 80s, of this of this rock and kind of pop era. Okay. Um, influenced by my oldest sister, because, okay. you know, I'm... She's 10 years older than me, so as She's a young an 80s kid, baby. yeah, 80s baby, I'm born in 86, and she, you know, her being a teenager in the 80s, she's like, um, Prince, Kenny Loggins, Dino, all these people, and I'm just like, you know, a little bratty brother, I'm ripping her <laughs> posters and telling her, turn it down, you know, yeah. but um, I'm just getting all this music, and 
I like it and I missed it. And so... You decided to create something similar? Yeah, yeah, something similar. And living in New York, I made, I thought of this idea when I was in New York in a subway. And when they fly right by you, and sometimes if you're faded, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like lights, you know, you're, okay. like, oh, you're just like warp speed. <laughs> uh, I have a funny story about that that I'm not going to tell. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's check out that track real quick. And uh, yeah, this is Warp Speed by Johnny Cool. That looks cool. Somebody said your jacket looks good. Portland's most fashionable fella over hey. here. I was born in 86 too. 86 oh, baby. Hey. <laughs> but I don't I don't tell people that. This or I don't tell people. This is the year of the tiger life. for us. It's our, it's our tiger year. Yeah, yeah. Is this your voice? Warp speed, through the night, the speed of love, the speed of light. Warp speed, through the night, you, Definitely putting that 80s vibe for sure. I like it. Is the speed of light? Tell the heart to my right away. Gotta move fast. We don't have time to Oh, cool. Maybe I'll try to get one too. on the recording. Okay. It's kind of like when you make it to where you're a warp speeding to, it's just like, it's not as fast. It's like mm-hmm. the glory. Yeah, yeah, where you can kind of just like coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to my band. Kind of brought this song to life, too. That was cool. That was super dope. That was Warp Speed by yeah. Johnny Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I really like the end. You said that it was kind of like when, you're, when you've are when you been in Warp Speed and you're just like cruising at that point. Mm-hmm. You added that at the end. You were yeah, telling us. You finally get to where your, your destination. It's like you've, you've rushed there. And now it's like, hey, here's, here, you, you know, you made it. You're feeling yeah. comfortable in mm-hmm. that Warp Speed. 
Yeah, no, that's flow. super dope. Yeah. Um, and something I really like about you too is you were playing some of your uh, music earlier, and it was like more '70s influence. And I think that it's cool that you're able to really uh, just get the essence of what that decade was and be able to recreate like that sound. Because that's I always appreciate music from the '70s, but you don't get new new '70s music. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you kind of have to rely on artists nowadays to create their best uh, adaptation, or you know. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I feel that because there's like um, like I like the idea that um there's that Silk Sonic group, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're doing these retro sounds. Um, I I'm waiting for a sound like that to actually have like this tape dusty texture mm-hmm. that comes from that era of of recording. It's like we have these polished new high definition yeah. sounds. It's like this is nice. It's kind of like. I like Aretha Franklin and I didn't listen to her albums in the nineties because it was like, so it was too crisp and Mm -hmm. new. I was like, this is nice, but I I missed, I missed that old. Like the crackling record. Yeah. And we're, we're, no matter what, we're people of texture. It's like, we like that. Mm -hmm. uh, It's in our food. It's in our, in our clothing. It's in our things. Yeah. Yeah, It's in our sound. So, um, so like when I when I'm trying to create something, it's just like getting that real nostalgia. It's like texture, and I I was um, I can't say diagnosed, but I was born with a really strange case of synesthesia. Mm. That actually that? Uh, synesthesia is like when you uh, you you see sound and and colors oh, and okay. sound are okay. they're all kind of one for you. And I actually ended up getting a scholarship to the Art Institute for yeah. it because of the rareness of the case that I had. Yeah. Because um, I'm over here, like, telling the whoever that lady was who got me into that school. She was like, wow. She goes, I've never heard of the of this case like that. And so, um, to me, textures is so important. And, and you can't fool me. You can't say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is like a little... 80s vibe. Yeah, you could like, literally see it. You're just like, yeah, you know, I can, like, I can not only hear it, but I can see it. Yeah, it, and I, I was stripped away with my of my um, smelling and and sometimes my taste for you really? since I was a kid. Really, okay. Off and on, I'd have like a few months of smelling and in tasting, so mm-hmm. um, it kind of heightened my visual sense and my hearing. And yeah, it made those two kind of communicate mm-hmm. better. Like a so, musical daredevil. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm just like. Uh, hearing and and seeing, they have to just they have to make sense. And I have this like strange audio uh, memory. Like if you say something, I I try not to like sound like I'm mocking somebody, but yeah. like if you try to say that you didn't say it, I'm like no. Here's <laughs> like, how you said it. Yeah, it's not only that you said it, but how you said it. Here's the tone and, that you and said then it. Gonna, and the color. But then it's gonna sound like I'm mocking you, and then it's because I'm mm-hmm. like I can't do your voice perfectly. I'm not like yeah. Uh, Aerie Spears or somebody like that who was like, <laughs> oh, the thousand voices in your head so it's just like um, yeah it becomes that with like sound you have like very snapshots <laughs> like snapshots of sounds basically yeah when did you first notice that you said when you were a kid um, well I first I guess I, I first noticed when um, maybe 2009 between 2008 mm-hmm. and 9 when I really got into the production because I really started just making music in 2006. Okay. So two years into it, I just took no breaks. And I think that kind of activated my, my, mm-hmm. the music and art in me because I was drawing as a kid and I would like, 
um, freak out my dad because I do these like very detailed like uh, observation sketches of, of the family or yeah. mm-hmm. a, a tree outside or a dinosaur that I like. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, there's no way that this little six-year-old boy would do something like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, like printed this off like who, and lied to me. Who came yeah, in he here was, and drew this? Yeah, he, was like, he, was like, he was like, no, you guys went to the Lloyd Center and got this done. You know, I'm just like, um, there's nobody at the Lloyd Center who's doing this. <laughs> Back when the Lloyd Center was fun, you know, we had like, yeah. but, um, so, There's still ice skating there. There's still a little fun we have there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little fun. Like, <laughs> a little can't, bit. Get, can't get custom pictures. <laughs> not, not to side note, but remember when Lloyd used to actually be in the Lloyd Center, that dude Lloyd? There was a the, dude, there was an actual Lloyd at Lloyd Center? Yeah, he used to walk around. He used to be like, he used to be lucky to get on a commercial because he'd be like, walking around and be like, what are you doing in the mall today? Oh, uh, wow. Like, Lloyd, Lloyd, I forgot the little theme song, but like, yeah, he used to be there. Yeah, the theme song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, that's wild. That's wild. Oh, yeah, it's like, Lloyd yeah. Center has it all. <laughs> but something like that. It was like, whoa. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. You should rewrite their jingle, see if you can repitch it to them. Just man. be like, yeah, I got you guys. Right. I got you guys like, on a dope beat. <laughs> and let me have the second half of the third floor that nobody's using. Just yeah. Like, it's a studio space. Like, yeah. Hey, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yeah, somebody else was talking about soft... Um, you know, soft kill. They were thinking about opening like de- what is it like Rip City Dead Kids in there, yeah, like their yeah, yeah. Um, clothes and fashion company. But they weren't. You know, Lloyd Center wasn't for that. But there's a lot yeah. of space in there. Yeah. They should let us do whatever we want. We should have a studio in there. At too. the end of it, if, if the Lloyd Center doesn't become a mall <laughs> no more, I would have this like reoccurring dream that maybe it wasn't the Lloyd Center, but it was a mall that was turned into like a super school. Uh, mm. uh, a, a sort of institution where like uh, you're teaching adults and there's also courses for the youth as as, as well but sure. like mm-hmm. um, but you're like there's like yoga in there there's like oh I thought you meant like super people with like extraordinary human you were thinking skills. like you were thinking like X-Men like X-Men yeah. oh, wait, like, that, that that you went cool. straight to X-Men <laughs> that's, very, that's, that's necessary too we need there probably is one of those we need too. courses to practice our natural somewhere. human abilities like yeah. telekinesis and telepathy and those and, things and uh, the visual the seeing music Tennis, yeah, synesthesia yeah yeah synesthesia, synesthesia yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, um, I asked uh, when you first noticed it but what I really meant was when you first realized that it was different than what other people could see so it wasn't it wasn't until actually going to the art institute and knowing how how to um use it in uh, as a director because mm-hmm. uh the the lady who who got me into the school was like you know what like you could take like your scholarship is good for any course in here mm-hmm. um for this amount of time but she goes i would suggest that you become a director because you have a hold on all the things like fashion yeah sound and the the visual part of it yeah and so from there i'm like she's probably right you know like using like i'm like how i got dressed or how i get dressed is through sound and remembering um like this like right now i'm listening like the music i'm looping in i was yeah. showing is very 70s and so i'm i'm dressing like this often right now because i'm just like i'm in the past right now i'm in the 70s and that's hey, like, we, that's, we both got the 70s yeah, thing going on yeah. today <laughs> um yeah and and you were telling me a little bit about your necklace or is do you call it a necklace or a pendant um, uh, Jesus but piece. it's uh smoky quartz smoky quartz yep that, uh, like three different people made that's really yeah, cool people worked on it and yeah, just I don't know. Like, there's a certain uh, 
tone of music that I, I'm, I'm like hungry for. Like I'm hungry for colors. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like, man, I can't get, I don't have anything sea foam green or coral. And it's making me, you know. So it's like very specific colors. It's not like just like basic colors. Yeah. It's not like red, y- blue, yellow. Mm-hmm. It's I, like you see like sea foam green and like and that's I ha- wild. Sometimes I have to make that color like yeah mix it in and paint on my clothes i just have to paint on my clothes in order to feel like finally like i have that it's just like whether i'm painting on shoes like i had nothing rose gold uh-huh. and i'm just like I, I don't know what's making me want rose gold right now and so i painted some shoes rose gold just because i'm like i and i felt so much better it just changed my whole vibration and, yeah mm-hmm. and that sound that came about was like it was it was it was, it was like different than anything i was making at the time so um, to answer your question, when I was like, I noticed it when I started to get dressed with music more and mm-hmm. wanting to find these colors and sounds that match what I'm making. And I'm like, that's the connection. Like it's, it's bigger than that. And, um, ended up working at Nike and shout out to all the people at Nike that was very helpful to me. And, you know, there's a times where I felt like maybe I was being taken advantage of because, um, my gift with colors and yeah. mm-hmm. sound and the way I dressed and people would take, oh, we're going to take your pictures and mm. I would see pictures of me on the walls and You're stuff like, like that. like, I'm not getting paid to model. And I'm not getting yeah. paid to model. And, <laughs> We're well, doing you, you a favor. You're on mm-hmm. our inspiration board and, and mm-hmm. it's just like, that's, that's cool, but I can't put that on my resume. Yeah. I can't. I can't, can't eat with it. Mm-hmm. I definitely. I can't even buy. I can't buy a four 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 Wendy's burger uh, meal. <laughs> yeah, for so, so that I should be the bare minimum. Yeah. So I can't do nothing with that information. So yeah. Um, I just like I need to keep my gifts and protect them. And mm-hmm. while my mom was here on Earth, she would tell me that she was just protect your gifts and you know because people are going to want them and they don't know how to use them. Not right. everybody has gifts like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of seeing interesting things like like colors and and, and music and all that, uh, you were telling me. So we have um, a segment called Off Topic, and you were telling us about how you saw a ghost yesterday. Yeah, that's a good off off topic. <clears throat> Hit us. Hit us with them ghost <laughs> Tell us stories. All about that's it. what I'm here for. I, I like how your tone changed. You're like, like yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's I go. Was, um, <laughs> Love that. So like, I took some time to go to the park yesterday, just to kind of like. I'm like trying to finish this book and I'm like, it's, it was sunny. It was like a strange sunny day. So, um, I went there and just like kind of sat in the sun and usually like, I know when the sun is just giving me the, like the energy, I'm like, I'm connected right now. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. cool. And like, this isn't my first rodeo of seeing the ghost. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I've seen them before. Sure. And sometimes it's not like, um, oh, it was a ghost of a woman walking around. It was just like, like an orb. It was like a, it was definitely an orb, but it had a a form, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like standing right on the, uh, on the corner of where I'm going to turn like a Northwest Thirteenth. It's just like right in the right here, and it's just, it's not moving, and it's like this strange uh, form of white and blue, and I'm just like. I'm like, I, I see this. And you know, like, you see, like, right above the boiling water, you see the little yeah. energy waves and when it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's doing that sometimes. It's just like, mm-hmm. whoa. And I'm just like, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, and I could feel, like, my hairs on my neck and arms, like, 
every time I even like look at it, just kind of like standing, standing, up. standing yeah. up. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I should either just keep it pushing, but I'm just like, I'm going to just kind of observe it. We're and trying to fight mm-hmm. this ghost. I don't think it's looking at me, but I think it knows I'm looking at it because the third and the fourth dimension, we're not too far mm-hmm. from each other. It's like bad radio. Definitely like, there's things that we can't see or that most people can't see. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, we're in like a bad radio frequent uh, connection. Mm-hmm. It's like the closer you get to the, to that hot spot, then you'll be able to see it better. We're just not in the fourth. And so mm-hmm. it's like trying to listen to um, 107.5, but you're you're That's driving the way out station. to Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. It's like breaking up. Mm-hmm. And so we see broken up pieces of this information. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, we're, like, we're, we're, like, we're like, oh, we're not, you know. So that's why it could be more scarier than, mm-hmm. than that. Because you, you don't, yeah, you can't see it You clearly. can't see it. So and sometimes you can just is. hear them. Sometimes you're just like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah. But like not until you let yourself go there all the way. And a lot of mm-hmm. times you don't want to be in the fourth. That's a transition mm-hmm. um, yeah. state. Yeah, so you don't know if you're going to come back. Yeah, and I, so I've seen ghosts. I believe in ghosts. That's a little secret about me. It's a but secret Zane, about you. Zane doesn't. Zane doesn't believe I, in ghosts. I, right? I don't. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. I have to be the contrarian. No. Um. I mean, I. I'm. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I. I'm definitely have an understanding that I am just a small piece of this entire universe, and there's much more that I don't understand than there's things that I understand. So yeah, I. I, would, I, I think some people are like you know more connected to. The other side and like those vibrations and I feel like yeah. I definitely am one of those people but definitely. thank you for sharing that with us yeah, that's a really yeah. cool story yeah no that's I'll tell you guys open. about my ghost story yeah. uh, on another episode on, the, on Chris's ghost <laughs> on, podcast on, on based oh yeah <laughs> we're gonna have an tune in for that one <laughs> yeah for sure um, so you were talking a little bit about uh, your move to New York I thought that was a really interesting story just because you know you were you were talking about basically like the story of of what most artists c- try to do, but you actually did, I feel like. Yeah, it was like, so what made me move to New York was I met Rockham here in Portland. Mm-hmm. And my band opened up for him and we slammed it. Like we mm-hmm. did, we killed it. Like I had yeah. an eight piece jazz band, you know, like yeah. had horns and all that. And so after the show, Rockham's like looking for me. And so he shows up into the green room and everybody's just like, whoa. Yeah. He's like, yo, you know, what's up? Yeah. You did a good job, you know. And um, I invited him to a little kickback afterwards. And I wasn't sure he was going to show up. Sure. Because by this time, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And it's it, rock him. <laughs> he shows up and his whole crew, this guy named Pope, um, his like right hand man. And we had a real cypher. Like Pope was like, we're going to have a real cypher. No Written's nothing mm-hmm. like that, all off top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is my after party shindig, so I'm only gonna play Johnny Cool Beats. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And like, no request. Don't ask me to play nothing, Your nothing, party. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I have enough beats. I can play beats for eight hours. So I have eight. I have like a month's worth of music. I can play straight. So yeah. No, no breaks. And towards the end of the night or the morning, it was like we we went until about six o'clock in the morning. Oof. And so um, I played one track and he took off his hat. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and I saw him. And I guess one of his people didn't think I saw that. He's like, yo, he really likes that beat. <laughs> you got that. You got the hat. You got the hat move. <laughs> <laughs> and so I played again later, like maybe like 30 minutes later. And he's like, he just starts to freestyle because he's like, he's like, nobody ever gets me out of my seat to do this. Yeah. So 
afterwards, he's like, yo, if you ever have a way to get to New York, I want to work with you directly. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I can figure that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can get there. And it okay. just so happens, like, it so happens the hype man in my band had an mm-hmm. apartment in New York where he was like, you know, I'm not going to throw this business out, but it was like a, one of them rent control joints that somebody else was renting out mm-hmm. okay. while he was gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, at the time, like all my clothes and everything was in LA and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just like, so you're moving to New York from Hollywood. Yeah. But, okay. but I've been in Portland for maybe over a couple of months because I just mm-hmm. didn't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like I love everybody who was out there. I was working with the Warner brothers people, but it just wasn't, wasn't my, my thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I hardly had clothes here and, I didn't really have any money either. And mm-hmm. I just <clears throat> surviving this like crazy accident, which like that's probably another story. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, healing from this crazy accident and I'm just like, lucky I can even rap at the time. Sure. Uh, I only had like $200 or so and going to New York. And I remember like, I'm like sleeping on my friend's floor and yeah. just trying to figure out like when Rakim is going to be back in in New York right turns out he won't he wasn't going to be back until like this is October Mm -hmm. moving uh in there or maybe November he wasn't going to be there until like close to January okay so I'm just like a two-week trip dollars a month is what I have (laughs) a two-week trip yeah and a two-week trip turns out to be like I ended up being there for that that time until I actually saw him and it was like holidays. Nobody's buying music. Nobody's buying beats. Nobodyody doing any of yeah, that. Yeah, so, all, yeah, that makes sense. That would be a garbage time to try and sell Unless you a beat. have like some uh, Jingle Bell beats or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it was like you know, it was it was it was pretty tough, you know. And fortunately, um, I was able to sell like a theme song, uh, like a thirty second theme song, for like just enough money to put money down for a room. Because one of the roommates moved out, and so I'm like, I need this room. And I didn't have a bed yet, yeah. but it was just enough to just be like, I got, I got a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, you know, but what what made it happen was um, getting into the position where I could push play. Because I didn't know anybody out there, and I hardly wanted to talk because I'm still, like, healing and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, and I'm not like New York loud, like, hey, yo, what's up? This is me. Yo, man. check out my mixtape. <laughs> I got yo, the best beats. I got the good. best everything. Come yeah, on, you know. Yeah, so. I think that's good though. Sometimes to be, you know, to be unique and and different from everybody there. Yeah, that was probably something that and put you ahead of the game a little bit. It, it was in, in having that experience and just having mm-hmm. so much music and mm-hmm. and also having like. Oh, I'm here, you know, with Rockham, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, to work with Rockham. You already had a purpose before had you a, got there. You yeah. had a purpose. And um, also, like, before Rockham, we just slammed the Diggable Planet show, too. So I had that all oh, that wow. footage and stuff like that. And um, so I was just like, please put me in a position to push play anywhere I go. Because yeah. all I need to do is play you at least, if I only could play you three beats, I'm going to pick my best ones yeah. and it's going to blow your mind. Um, and so I did that and I got into certain studios and people were like buying beats here and there. So I was able to, to make some kind of money and mm-hmm. really like, I didn't do anything touristy, uh, up until I was about to move like years later, but really it was just like, um, staying all up all night painting, selling 
art to studios. Um, yeah, but I mean, like you were living out. in New York off of an artist's, like what an artist creates, which yeah. I think is like what you know so many people would love That's to be dream. able to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was buying these um, Hanes pack of six little white undershirts mm-hmm. and I'll draw boobs all over them and I'll stand <laughs> outside and sell them for five dollars you know I would buy one the pack, of, the pa- the pack of shirts yeah. right the, the, the whole pack cost fifteen dollars and so I was able to turn that fifteen dollars into yeah. like thirty dollars and then um just kind of keep keep doing it like buy, buy six more yeah do it do it again and just like but know. I mean like just like that type of like creativity and like ingenuity of like okay like I can create music I can create items of clothing I can create pictures like just mm-hmm. knowing all the things that you can do and using all of those things to uh, get you ahead further to do the next thing like yeah. that's that takes a lot of uh, just yeah a lot of focus and, and it really made me feel like I needed maximum faith, maximum confidence without being like mm-hmm. pushy and over the top. Like I still didn't want to be like, I don't want to have to talk about my music and like, oh man, this is going to make you feel like you're the best mm. rapper. Yeah. It's like yeah. every situation I'm just blessed that I was able to just push play and show people like a matter of beats and and in time they're just like, you know, and by the time Rakim's back in town, uh, actually, met up with him in DC. Uh, met up with his uh, manager in DC mm-hmm. first, and then like he. The second time I met him after like a BB King's uh, like show wow. at BB King, and we're like, hanging out backstage, and it was just like my introduction. He met you know introduced me to the the Paid and Fool crew, which is like this like legendary crew that kind of started a lot of like hustler talk and mm-hmm. uh, in in new york like all the harlem cats and yeah cool. it was just like whoa i got so much uh insight and talking to rock him was really you know enlightening he's he's also like we we, we just talk about aliens and, and yeah, and, yeah cool. you know <laughs> egypt and um i just remember hearing the story of like when he first met jay-z which was really cool and um like I'm sure I don't know if this story's even out online because I don't like don't come after me Jay Z or or, or <laughs> Jay Z wa- watches and yeah, listens to our yeah. show so very frequently be careful right. no. in the comment section <laughs> or, or DJ Clark Kent but like Rakim <laughs> will have these shows every year every winter where he would like pretty much just like turn New York you know around mm-hmm. and Jay Z wanted to open up for him and. They like, you know, they were planning on going to the show. They're like, oh, we just, you know, we're going to get there in about an hour or so. And they just see this guy at the end of the block wearing a hoodie. And he's just like looking at them. And they're like, yo, why is this guy looking at us, yo? And yeah. Rakim has, you know, he has people. So they're just like, Rock, you want us to get him out the way? You know, you want us to get him out of here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, man, I'm just, why is he looking at us, you know? <laughs> and uh, DJ Clark Kent. Who's a producer? He did a lot of bad boy music production. Mm-hmm. Comes up to Rakim was like, "Hey yo, down there, that's my boy Jay Z. Um, he wants to open up for you tonight." He's like, "Nah." <laughs> I just picture Jay Z sitting there like this, standing in a hoodie, like he's obvious. <laughs> he's like, and Rakim's like, "Nah, man, nah." And then, um, and then, pretty much, uh, Clark Kent pays him like a thousand dollars. It's probably like a lot in the nineties, like mm-hmm. sure, 90s. a lot now. Yeah. Right, not now. <laughs> and so Jay Z does. He he opens up and Jay Z kills it, of course. And mm-hmm. so sure. that's that's that was that part. And 
I was just like, man, this is cool to hear little stories like that. And yeah. I saw, yeah. you know, Buster Rhymes backstage and all these people. And so I was just kind of like reminding me of like, oh, yeah. you're used to, oh, you're used to being in um, these situations. And so mm-hmm. just keep your head high because it may not be a lot of money right now. It may not be, you may have to catch the train and walk or ride the bike and mm-hmm. it may be rainy and cold, but this isn't, you know, like this is what you do. This is why you're doing it and it's going to work out. And it did, it did. It got so much better and, Definitely. um, and yeah. ended up moving back to Portland, uh, because just by choice, you know, New York, sure. is, New York is cool, but I can do everything I'm doing for New York here Yeah, in the, com- yeah. In the comfort of being around trees. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, like- and, and their weed was trash, you know, <laughs> That's so, what I hear. Uh, hopefully they fix that by now. Um, no, well, I think it's really cool that you said that you'd move back by choice because I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to big cities like that, it's like they move back because they couldn't make it. They may, they can't move back because the money wasn't, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's any number of reasons to move back. So to move to a place where people intentionally move to to create art, go there, create the art, and then move back on your own volition. Yeah. Like, that's and, really cool. And what I learned in, like, the music industry, like, when assigned like, artists, like, you don't want to be given a team. You don't mm-hmm. want to be assigned a team. You want to you wanna make moves with the team you have. And so, mm-hmm. like, I got pals here, like my buddy Trevor, um, who's an amazing engineer and, and drummer and, and just musician, you know, has a smart mind. JW is a great guitarist. He's on warp speed as well. Um, homie, Josh Manis, he does bleach by Josh, but money rocket, amazing, just all around artists, videographer, photographer, and, um, just having these people here, um, people that you trust, that I I trust and are just so talented Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and they're my brothers. And so it's just like, let's make moves with them. And like my business partner, Megan, she's here, you know, I was just like, you know, I got to get back to the crew, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I, I felt like Kirk and being, you know, uh, in a whole other planet. And I'm just like, I need to be beamed back to the ship. You know, like, like, this mission yeah. is almost complete here. Let me get back to the ship. And, yeah, for real. And so having like a home base and like just a home team. Yeah. I think like teams are extremely important, especially in like what we do, because at a certain point you have to come to a realization that you cannot do everything by yourself. You can, but why would you want to? Yeah. And so the fact that you built a team and you're like, yo, like this is, these are the people I want to work with. This is the people I have fun working with. These are the people I want to continue to work with. Like, mm-hmm. and the, you know, you knew that you weren't just like, okay, they got me to where I needed to go. Time to move on to these new, York cats and then yeah. I'll throw them behind when I move to Hollywood or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. But yeah, having that, your day ones, I think is so important. Yeah. My day ones. And, and no matter what, like no matter what billboard plaques or anything, uh, stature that I'm at, I'm always need them because they know me. They, they're the ones who check in on me. They're the ones mm-hmm. who go, Hey, you know, they got ideas and mm-hmm. what's, what idea are you working on? Let's, let's do it. You know? So I, I wouldn't be anywhere without them. Hey, yeah. absolutely. Uh, cheers to team. Definitely. Um, so we usually do a song at this time, but do you mind if we switch it up a little bit and do the song at the end? Sure. Uh, I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about, um, because like I used to get starstruck, especially when I first started me- meeting famous people. Um, now I'm a little bit more used to it. I'm just like, you know, I have more confidence and everything. For you, was it, you know, what kind of, um, were you super nervous at first? And like, what kind of got you over that? Or like, um, you know, cause I, I feel like I would have imposter syndrome where you're just like, you know, I'm meant to be here. 
Like well, you kind of told us a little bit about that. But. Well, I don't have the the best relationship with my dad. Like we we know each other, and like we're getting to know each other more and more as time goes by. But my dad has an amazing uh, artist story too. He's like a legendary keyboard player. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like he toured with the Stylistics when he was fourteen. Um, yeah. Play. He was Miles Davis's roadie. Played with Etta James. Uh, yeah. He was BB King's keyboardist uh, for the last years of BB King's life. Really, the last wow. three or four yeah. years, and. Um, so many, so much more, so much more to the list that he won't tell me out of like, hey son, by the way, I did this. Yeah, it's usually yeah. out of like a uh, example or like, um, hey, hey man, like I'm working with an artist and she's really rude. Like, what, what, what would you do? He goes, well, this is the time I work with Etta James and she was really rude to everybody, you know. Yeah. But you, it was your <laughs> uncle who had to get us out of that situation. <laughs> but he told me one time he goes, you know, like man, you're gonna, you know the biggest artists in the world wouldn't be who they are uh, because we're all creative, but they wouldn't be who they are without the check. He goes, it's the check, man. He goes, mm-hmm. he goes like, he goes, I can't be Star Trek. He's like, he's like I can't use these names in, to make myself excited. He goes, I'll get excited because the bigger the name, the bigger the check. But yeah. if they're not, if that's not what you're getting from the situation, man, move on, move on. He was also in the SOS band and, uh, other places like that and so it's just like him telling me that at a at a not can't say younger age but like a younger stage of my music career kind of kind of kind of made me think like you know what it's no matter who I meet it's like that's it's so true you know because even meeting like uh Pharrell you know like he that wasn't a paycheck, but he did help me in order to make my music sound better. Yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. from the advice. And, yeah. And, and that, that got me uh, plenty of things yeah. uh, for music. But to me, it's just like, I, I just, I, I can't help but to look at people and see the little kid face in them. And yeah. it's like, I can see mm-hmm. you as a kid. And I can, <laughs> That's I can, a good way to look I, at I, it. And I can, I can see you. And it's like, even if you're 70 years old, I can still see mm-hmm. your little kid face. And hmm. And that excitement for that thing that you <laughs> fell in love with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like we're all here together and mm-hmm. you can't act better than me because like I don't I don't know what you do, but to me I'm galactically ranked on the other mm-hmm. side of like uh music and art. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a um not like almost spiritual guru and mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how to live longer. But mm-hmm. the stuff I have to do on the other side of like um they call it like dream state, like dream dream work. Um that's exciting. It's so much exciting. And so when I get here, I come back, I wake up to this earth. It's just like, we're all just here. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, you can be um, Beyonce in her prime. You can be Beyonce right now. And I'm, I'm going to be excited because I am a big fan, but sure. also mm-hmm. it's not going to stop me from saying, Hey, Hey, uh, do you think you should uh, be singing that in G or in, yeah. or in A? Yeah. Because, or, or do you, you think, would call her out? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like, Hey man, we all, if you can't, if you can't hear uh, a little bit of insight from me, then I don't think we should be working from each other. If that's yeah. if that's if that's the case, you know. So yeah. uh, even with uh, Rakim, I, I feel like, oh man, I would love to work with him uh, in in a way to where I can like not change, but it's just like, how can I? What's the evolution part? 
yeah. uh, of that? Like, where, where, what are the beats? What are the... Well, I think, like, seeing a lot of um, just interactions as uh, potential for growth, I think, is, like, is a, is a, is it's really important because, like, you could see, like, maybe the Rock Kim or maybe the Pharrell situation, like, well, they didn't get a beat, but they did give you advice, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. or you could see the, the situations where, okay, they did get a beat, so you made some money, you know? Like, each one of these has a potential gain, and if you are open mm-hmm. to what that potential gain could be, then you're open to just infinite gains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I don't know how it happens to me, but like when I was 11, I met Michael Jordan, right? That was like probably the first person I was like, I was mm-hmm. starstruck when I met Michael Jordan, but I was sure. 11. I didn't know what to say. He's yeah. just like, I I'm would like, know now. I'm like, I just saw Space Jam. Yeah. That's a good to time say. to see him. Yeah. yeah and, and then, um, like, I think it was, it wasn't like random. I mean, it was random to me, but like, uh, I met Rihanna at, the Nike employee store, cool. but she walked up to me cause she thought it was a, a store that was only for celebrities. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? She's like, Hey, isn't it cool that we could just shop here and nobody messes with us? <laughs> and I, and I, I, I was like, I was like, who's this, who's this beautiful woman talking to me? And her song just came out. The, the, the DJ, Mr. DJ, you know, Hey, yeah. hey Mr. DJ. So I was like, I think that's a celebrity. Yeah. That's that, that singer. <laughs> yeah. But she's talking to me like as if like, yeah, this is just a store. And I, I try to yeah. say, no. Nah, um, they keep all the weirdos is, out. <laughs> I said, no, nah, this is a store like for family and friends that are um, employees. But yeah. like the security's high. So yeah, you can shop here. And she's like, yeah. oh, okay. And by that time, her security guard was like, get what, what, like, what's close. going on over here? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Don't approach the talent. Another short instance is that being at the airport with my pals uh, from Warner Brothers and like, Lil John, Lil John walks up, and I'm thinking he's gonna walk up to the you know to our pal Tyus because he's the star, he's mm-hmm. he's a signed artist. Yeah, he walks up to me and is like, "What's up?" and shakes my hand and, and walks walks away. And they're just like, mm-hmm. "You know him?" I'm like, "I, I don't, like, I don't, I, do I, don't I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know John." But um, that made me feel like you know it's just these are just we're just folks and we're looking for we're looking for who we can relate to and mm-hmm. and and it, for even Rihanna to talk to me that time she's she just felt comfortable and yeah. mm-hmm. she felt like I wasn't like looking for her and oh, yeah. you know or anything like that and so I think when people uh, are just in their in their zone and you have your frequency set to just like comfort Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can yeah, tell. You I can, totally agree. You, you can tell. Yeah. I actually, um, working as a bartender, I've met so like countless famous people. Um, I worked a Playboy party and I met like Hugh Hefner and Adam Sandler and like a bunch of celebrities. Whoa. So it took me a lot, like it took me a lot of times like talking with celebrities to actually realize that they're just, you know, regular people, ass regular people. people who just don't have it figured people. out, who got lucky or who are talented. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you that, you know, if you come at a celebrity like all nervous and like starstruck, they're not going to want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, this, yeah. your anxiety is rubbing off on me. But if yeah. you like come to them and you're just like, hi, my yeah. name is so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, they're, yeah. they'll, they're more likely to just. I like what you said about to tuning you your frequency sure. to comfort where it's just kind of yeah. like, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you get you to where you're, where you're comfortable, people are going to feel that same energy and feel comfortable mm-hmm. approaching you. Yeah. And also if you, um, not just fake it, but if you know that you belong in that situation, like, you know, especially like you said, like going to New York and meeting all of those artists who wanted to work with you, like just believing that this is where you're meant to be and that you're like no different than them, really. I think that's, yeah, because you, know, you feel a lot more comfortable. They're looking for you to do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. there. And like you mentioned, like all those, um, 
unknown engineers who are like mixing the music of these celebrity artists mm-hmm. and they're not like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm mixing uh, Madonna's yeah. new mm-hmm. album. Miss Madonna, you have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like, they're just like <laughs> you know, they're just like, hey, uh, can you back away from the mic? Maybe you're a little too hot and mm-hmm. you just, just do your just do your thing. And if mm-hmm. your role is just to chill out and be at the party or mm-hmm. the event, you got to do that. You just got to play your role and, yeah. and be you to the fullest because like mm-hmm. artists have that freedom to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them like, like artists, the the biggest kids on earth who are mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, if you want to have purple and orange hair and <laughs> yeah. uh, wear these things and you, your thing is like, I only talk when I want to and I talk real quiet like this. <laughs> you get to do that without exactly. it without it being like, no, you work at Fred Meyer, so you're going to have to have customer service and you have to mm-hmm. say, thank you for shopping at Fred Meyer's. You, yeah. Nobody's yeah. telling you to do that anymore because mm-hmm. you have that freedom now. So like mm-hmm. when you when you express that you have that freedom, even not a, as an unknown person, mm-hmm. it's it's like oh I'm thankful I'm around other people who are just like free to be or themselves, you can be free to be yourself around them too. Yeah, yeah exactly. to, the, to the fullest. And yeah, that's what I really like about you is that you're just like you come in unapologetically yourself, and um, and I vibe with that. Thank you. Thank um, you. We're coming up to the end of our show, um, our episode, and um, I still have a lot that I want to talk to you about. Um, <laughs> I just feel like you have so many cool stories. Uh, we didn't even get to most of our segments because we were just so into your stories. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one that I really want to, one segment that I really want to do is um, off the record. So yeah. if you can, you know, tell us something that maybe you're releasing for the first time or like something that nobody knows about you. Um, ooh, both are both are real awesome. cool. I, I do have a song called Love to Touch. It's another 80s inspired song. Okay. Uh, Devo, Prince inspired. And that's what you can look forward to. That's soon. Nice. Okay, cool. And that, we'll that's, that's quick. But I do know for a fact that nobody knows that I got into a really bad accident in 2016 and I can I will p- consider not here on earth no more for just mm. a little for a few days you know really mm. and, and a few days a few days yeah Super Bowl and Sunday like night to, to Tuesday night mm-hmm. coming back awake and mm. um I had I found out I had asthma and um just being in the back of the ambulance I couldn't breathe still and I didn't have any air and to the point where the guy had to like take some kind of tube and yeah. he's, like, he's, like, he's like bro I'm gonna yeah. he's like this is gonna knock you out mm. but he missed the first time and 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 hit hit my face Oof. and and so everything like like broke you know mm. yeah and then uh so that was hard because it felt like mm. I got shot in the face yeah. <laughs> like, and then and then the second one knocked me out and then I woke up I was just like in every single tube you can imagine mm. um and that that was part of the like when I was like I'm healing from all that stuff and just like I'm lucky I was able to rap and so right. it was just like a yeah. my Kanye thing was just like having a mm. kind of a broken mouth and things like that and still mm-hmm. trying to do songs and wearing a bandana before the pandemic yeah that, mm. that's that's kind of, well it's not really funny but I was actually thinking of that like you know how how um what Kanye had is his jaw. Wired shut. I was yeah. I was gonna say if it Draw was something like that when you would mention that you had gotten to an accident you couldn't sing but so yeah. it was it were you like allergic to something and had asthma from it or well it turns just, out um, I had like a 
like a deviated septum plus mm-hmm. I had like nasal polyps that mm-hmm. caused like a lot of like buildup in mm-hmm. um into my lungs and so I just I didn't I have breathing issues when my nose is clogged and I didn't mm-hmm. even know I didn't even have an inhaler or anything like that so um it was just like it just ha- it just happened so suddenly you know and like thank thank the stars, you know. I made it made a deal with the stars that yeah. hey, hey, when I come back, I'm gonna just go hard, make some go hard for music. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I just well, we are glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> yeah. and I'm always thankful every day. It's part of my mantra. That's why I like no ego, no expectation. I gotta treat everybody like I'm meeting you on purpose. Yeah, you know. And I'm just thankful y'all here talking to me, you know, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. little, little yeah. me from Portland. No, so. no, no. Well, we're we're grateful to have have uh, to shared shared the uh, airwaves with you. Yeah, so thank you definitely. so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And uh, we want to. Um, can you close this out with one of your songs? Yeah. Is there one that you want to? A very a very play? special love to touch. This song is will be out soon. Uh, I haven't set a date yet, but it will be on a Friday because, you know, Spotify and I'm like Fridays. But I you're going to be now. playing it here for the first time? I'll be playing it here for oh, the first time. So so y'all get to hear it first. Oh. Hey. Check it out first. What and, you know? And, and, you know, it's to me, it's a funny story. It's, it's not a true story. I wrote this song in 2017 <laughs> when I was not in a relationship or anything like that. It's just fun, you know. It's just a yeah. fun story. So vibe and, and you know, and... Maybe it's relatable. Maybe it's not. But it's 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 my art. It's a part of you, and we're grateful that you shared it with us. Yeah, thank you so much, Johnny. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, since we're gonna be playing out with music, we can. Yep. Go say ahead, say our goodbyes. It's <laughs> been off the cuff with Des and Zane. I've been Zane Thomas. I'm Carissa Des, and this has been our very amazing guest, Johnny Cool, aka Jupiter Black. Maybe we'll hear the story of your alter ego another time when you come back on yeah, our show. I'll have you back. Oh, for sure. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Let's peace, check it out. love, donuts. Pew pew.